Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, Tuesday show. We've got uh, Jason Murphy. He's the founder of the Martyrs Walk. He's going to give us a little update. Uh, they just completed the August Martyrs Walk. I heard it was pretty incredible. <clears throat> so I got him on the show for a segment here. I want to see what he has to say to us about the Martyrs Walk so we can, um, maybe this uh, this apostolate can grow around the country. Mr. Engineer, there's a, a short little clip. Can you play the clip for, for the audience? Jason Murphy, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Jesse, glad to be with you and Paul again today. Thanks for having me. Hey, mm -hmm. talk to us about your August Martyrs Walk. Uh, give us a little blow-by-blow -blow detail here. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. It was uh, it was definitely a, a new, a different dynamic than our first one. Our first was our beta version, where we had our instructors go through and. You know all the guys who are now uh, on the other side of it, and so this was our our first walk with uh, with a bunch of strangers for the most part, and uh, definitely a, a different dynamic, but uh, amazing. We saw some incredible mm. growth. We had um, we had ages ranging from twenty four years old to fifty three years old. Uh, this go around, wow. uh, we had one young uh, catechumen. He's not even fully Catholic yet, but he is certainly solidified in his faith now. <laughs> um, went through the program. Uh, unfortunately, we had young one young man who um, decided to leave on the second day. Uh, it was intense. He was working through some some serious stuff, and that's that's what we're there to do. <clears throat> we are there to help a man lean into what's holding him back. Um, he actually reached out to us after he left, and and you know acknowledged that you know it was a rash decision, and he uh, certainly wants to to make his way back. So so we'll be praying for him. But overall. An amazing, uh, amazing event. Uh, just seeing some dynamic growth in in men, them leaning into their fears, leaning into those uh, those things in their life that are you know holding them back, and and realizing they have so much more to give to our Lord, um, you know, to to their families, to their church, and uh, just it's such a blessing to be a part of it and to see it, men grow in such a way. Jason, talk to me. Talk to us about how how this. Uh... <clears throat> how this came about this martyrs walk whose idea was it and how did you guys come up with it and uh, wh where was this august martyrs walk where's the location okay sure uh so i actually came up with the concept uh earlier this year and uh it was uh it was after you know a tremendous amount of prayer i'd been in um you know the construction real estate world for almost 20 years and uh while doing that i was also in men's ministries with the knights of columbus 
uh, forming the Catholic Men's Conference of the Carolinas, and uh, you know, and just mm. you know, many other aspects, prayer <clears throat> groups, and things like that. And after that time uh, in the secular world, I just I kept hearing this call from God. You know, he wanted he wanted something more. He wanted me to continue to lead, but there was something more, and there was a it was an opportunity for me to sort of pivot. So I had a sort of a pause in, in what we were doing. Um, there wasn't any exterior reasonings, you know, with the construction business that I had. It certainly, you know, was, was well established and doing very well. But our Lord was saying, you know, let's 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 look at something different. So I began turning to prayer, thinking what it might be. I wasn't sure, and um, ended up, you know, kind of running across some uh, Protestant versions of a boot camp, and decided to do one. And and through my experience there. I went a little bit deeper and uh, decided, you know, what if we took this and looked at it from a Catholic lens and um, and martyrdom was, you know, just kind of a recurring theme that it kept coming back to me. Uh, the event that I went on had nothing to do with that. Uh, it was a good, well, well-intentioned, you know, event. It just did not have the, the truths and the components and the sacraments of our Catholic faith. So uh, I embarked mm. on that and, and here <clears throat> we are. Uh, our previous event, one back in August, it took place in uh, Lake Wiley, South Carolina, so just about 25, 30 minutes south of Charlotte, and that's where we, for the next um, several events, do intend to, to continue there, uh, but that's where we are now. You know, Jason, I love that theme, martyrdom, because we're all called to die to self, right? And so, uh, and, and this whole man bonding thing where we, you know, where um, uh, it's just a uh, I can see how this just goes step by step with with the Catholic faith. What 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 I want to ask you is, um, after the program, what's the? Because um, uh, I I would imagine that there's some bond, a real a real bonding that takes place here. What's what's the follow up, and uh, uh, do you guys have like a, an anniversary tour, or how's that work? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is that is really one of the the biggest components, of course. You know, for a man to dig deep inside of himself and and yes. and realize that he was created for more, and he has so much more potential than what our yes. world has convinced us that we have. Uh, so obviously, that's the first and foremost. They have to dig deep within themselves. Yes. But yes. while they're digging deep, they're digging deep. You know, metaphorically and physically, uh, next to other men who are going through the same thing. And so it's it's very much like the traumatic. Uh, you know the the shared traumatic experience that 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 soldier will go through through a boot camp Combat. you know so that mm -hmm. uh while they're out there on the battlefield they they know that they have more they know they'll stick it out and they'll be there for their brothers and you know we live in the battlefield every day is a yes. battlefield in our yeah. spiritual Amen. life and, and we're going to get hit uh we're going to get hit daily and we do and I do and you know we all do but knowing that there are other men around you know Think of the times in your life where you're at the gym or you're in a, 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 run, a competitive run or, or something otherwise you're not going to do. You're not going to complete by yourself. You're not going to push yourself alone. Even our right. Lord chose uh, the, the Serenian to help him carry his cross. And I, mm. I firmly believe that that's a, a, a very important uh, lesson for us all to know that even our Lord chose, maybe he didn't need, you know, he didn't, of course, he didn't need you know, any of us, he didn't certainly need the Serenian to carry his cross, but he laid it there as an example to let us know we do need other men. We do need help. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It makes such a difference to have a man at your shoulders and know he's going through and know he's going through the struggles and he's, he's praying for you and you're praying for him and there's accountability. 
So that is really what we instill at the end of our events is that now you have a true brotherhood, a blood brotherhood, you could say. And, and these men certainly stay in contact on a daily basis. And we do, uh, we invite uh, the graduates to come and they can be part of the future events. And we, you know, as we get down the road, we certainly will have some alumni events, but all the graduates are always invited back to the future events. And I, and I, and for the most part, uh, it sounds like they, you know, many of them will, because it's so impactful to see a man. You just don't see that these days. You don't mm-hmm. see a man open him up these, you know, to, in today's world. You never do. Oh, oh, I love, I love this. Uh, Jess and I can relate to this because we remember our days in the radio car and yeah. we would say, Hey partner, we're going home tonight, right? That's right. We're going home tonight. So we, right. you know, we, we knew we were ready for action. We knew we had each other to depend on. And uh, so we, we, we really relate to that, that, that camaraderie and that theme and understanding Absolutely. that we, we need each other. 100%. Yeah. And I remember uh, <clears throat> me and Paul, when we were both rookie deputy sheriffs in the L.A. County Jail, we just knew we had to stay in shape. We, we worked in the, the largest jail in the world, 14,000 inmates. And you had some big, bad, buffed, mean dudes in there. So Paul and I, most of the time, instead of our lunch break, we would just suit up and we would go hit the gym. We'd lift weights together. We'd encourage. He didn't want to do it. I'd encourage him. I wouldn't want to do it. He would do it. We'd run from the L.A. County Jail to Dodger Stadium and back for lunch because uh, we knew we 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 were amongst 14,000 inmates and 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 some of these guys were just some mean and 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 nasty guys and we knew we had to keep in shape but it wasn't easy to work out unless we pushed each other so I totally get where you're coming from Jason is this going to be traveling from one state to another you know this is all the big man upstairs driving this bus. And, and okay. it is, it is just, we're trying to really kind of, you know, hear what, what men are saying about it and what they need. I mean, we're getting contacts as far out as uh, Australia, England, France, wow. um, you know, across the globe, Canada, um, even Mexico. And that, and that's, that's honest truth. We've got contacts, you know, <laughs> when are you guys going to make it? So, I don't know what the you know what the end product here is if it's if it's a traveling circus of some sort or if we you know we work to establish certain uh, you know groups in different locations. Uh, right now we're just trying to get the the foundation laid. Got you know it. getting getting a, a ton of mo- momentum and um, you know just just trying to to move forward and, and see what our Lord has for us. Jason, you got one more you minute. Know, what what would you like to let the audience know uh, about? how they can help you, how they can go on the next uh, boot camp. Uh, what what can you tell them? You got a minute. Sure. Yes. Uh, so coming up, our next event we have scheduled is September 28th to the 30th. We have had a tremendous amount of interest. So we're actually looking at maybe pushing that to October to make sure the guys that you know want to be there can be there. Uh, some of the scheduling conflicts. So, you know, I would encourage you to, to go on the, the website and, you know, we have a ton of content out there. We've got a ton of testimonials, video mm-hmm. uh, data on there and certainly reach out to us directly. We'll respond immediately. Uh, we just, we want to reach every man. I mean, our bottom line is every man, you know, this is, it's such an impact. We've seen such an impact with, with the men out there. You know, you can go on the, the martyrswalk.com. That's our website. If you have interest, fill out the application. We follow up the application with a, a personal interview. Well, we want to be very intentional about this and let everyone know, you know, how important it is for them and make sure they they understand our goals and we understand theirs. Jason, thank you, my friend. We'll have you on again. God bless you. Keep the faith. Keep up the good work. Talk sure, to you Jason. soon. Now.
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, can you believe it? You got left-wing Catholics who endorse Father James Martin, and now they're accusing Dr. Scott Hahn of schism. I can't believe what I'm listening to right now. I can't believe my ears. You know, for liberal Catholics, even the slightest praise for a critic of Pope Francis is schism, but they have no problem promoting scandalous, heterodox figures, and they have no problem promoting heresy as well. So, Paul, these left-wing Catholics have sparked outrage and mockery for accusing renowned Catholic author and evangelist and biblical scholar Scott Hahn of schism. The only thing he did is he expressed gratitude for a new pastoral letter from Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas. And so Dr. Hahn's detractors include prominent liberal Catholic writers and academics, surprise, surprise, such as papal biographer Austin Ivory, who have themselves defended or praised heterodox figures. <clears throat> Austin Ivory, who actually has a scandalous background, was appoint- he was appointed an expert for Pope Francis' Synod on Synodality. He went so far as to claim that Dr. Hahn has joined the U.S. rad-trad schism. That's what he said. But Austin Ivory and other liberals attacking Dr. Hahn have, inf- have endorsed Father James Morton, They've endorsed Cardinal Robert McElroy, uh, who have publicly criticized Catholic teaching on sexuality. Both these guys, McElroy and Martin, have publicly criticized the church's teaching on sexuality. And uh, mm. nowhere does Bishop Strickland's letter mention Pope Francis, by the way, let alone does Bishop Strickland advocate for a schism. So the attack on Scott Hahn is part of a pattern of the leftist Catholics targeting even mainstream church figures who appear at odds with Pope Francis, and it Mm. throws into doubt their claims of seeking a... Here's what the left says. We want a listening church for everyone. Paul, that's not true. The the synod and synodality listens to everybody except God's infallible word. Well, yeah, Jess, listen. We've been on this theme now for, I guess, since we've been on the air. But uh, not too long ago, Jess, we had a, a gentleman on. His name was uh, Joshua Charles, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Him. yeah. He authored a book. The war, uh, Well, he uh, I guess he edited the book. The, yeah. the book was first first authored by a Monsignor back in the 1800s. And it was called The War of the Antichrist uh, with the Church and Christian, uh, uh, Christian Civilization. Yeah, that's it. So here's the deal. In that in that book, Jess, it talks about that God has two swords that He has placed. One being the church, and the other one being um, uh, civil society, and they work hand in hand to bring us to our end. And our end is, of course, is God. And so, and, and the idea would be that obviously, so so there was no separation of church and state. Uh, per se, in God's economy, because the, the civil society reflected the godly men who made it up, and and they worked hand in hand. And so, what you see with the left 
Now, what they've done, you see them destroying um, uh, civil society. I mean, dismantling dismantling it brick by brick. You see groups like Black Lives Matters, where the founders uh, profess to be witches, profess to be uh, uh, trained Marxists, and they say it proudly. And we see, you know, this idea where they're just dismantling everything that the Catholic Church has built up uh, the, uh, our Western civilization. And so now the left-wing element, not satisfied with just the one sword, they have also been busy for a long time attacking the, um, uh, the second sword, which is the church. And if you look at it like, you know, as a man, you know, man is, a, he's a body soul composite, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's got the physical aspect, but he's got the, you know, the spiritual, the immaterial, the soul. And, and that's what, uh, that's where the attack is coming now. It's to attack the very, the, the soul, the church. And so guys like Dr. Scott Hahn, uh, they they are deemed expendable. Why? Because they are not going along with the program. Why? Because Scott Hahn is faithful to Christ. He is faithful to the word of God. He is not going to compromise on that, uh, much like the situation with uh, our, our Bishop Strickland. Uh, any godly man, I'm reminded just of St. Stephen in Acts chapter 7, when um, uh, mm. when he took the Sanhedrin down memory lane. And he showed them oh, yeah. that throughout, throughout history, they persecuted the people of God and nothing has changed. And he says, and now you've done it to, to the Messiah. You've done it to Jesus. And of course they, they got so angry. They took him outside and they stoned him. Um, so we need to be encouraged that uh, those that live godly, just in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You can take that to the bank because the word of God tells us that. Yep. You just you just uh, added another sentence to St. Stephen's great dissertation to the Pharisees. But yeah. uh, but uh, going back to Dr. Hahn and, and, and the criticism that he's received just for being grateful for Bishop Strickland's inspiring words. In a Facebook post last Friday, Dr. Hahn shared Bishop Strickland's pastoral message. And he said this, quote, I am grateful for Bishop Strickland's inspiring words. Close quote. That's all he said. So mm -hmm. in the letter, uh, Bishop Strickland, he reaffirms seven basic Catholic truths that the church has upheld from time immemorial. And he warns of possible efforts to change those, through, those truths through this synod of sin or synod of silliness. Mm -hmm. These truths that were emphasized by Bishop Strickland include simple that it is a sacrilege to receive the eucharist in a grave sin and that sexual activity outside marriage is always mortally sinful and cannot be approved or blessed by the church the bishop's letter also predicts that many of these truths will be examined as part of the synod on synodality and urges catholics to hold fast to these truths and be wary of any attempts to present an alternative to the gospel of jesus christ or as saint paul says you know, beware of those that present another gospel, another Christ. This is what this is. The synod of synodality, Paul, is another gospel. And the people that are promoting it, as St. Paul would call the people in his days, they're false apostles and false teachers. <clears throat> uh, Bishop Strickland says, regrettably, it may be that some will label as schismatics those who disagree with the changes being proposed. 
Be assured, however, that no one who remains firmly upon the plumb line of our Catholic faith is a schismatic. Uh, Mm. Bishop Strickland says people who pursue heterodoxy are themselves the true schismatics, he charged. And Bishop Strickland, his concern about the synod and citadelity, they're not unfounded. No. Why, why do I say that? The relator general of the synod, Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerick, has faced accusations of heresy for claiming that the basis of Catholic teaching on the sinfulness of homosexuality is no longer correct and calling for a fundamental revision of the doctrine. Mm. More recently, Cardinal Jean Hollerick, big, le- big lefty, suggested that the, that the church may eventually ordain women to the priesthood. Paul, comments? Yeah, yes. Is the church the mystical body of Christ? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, well, if the church is the mystical body of Christ, and Christ is God, immutable, he cannot change, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then how in the world can the mystical body of Christ say, we were wrong about this then, and we're going to correct it now? Yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, it's It's impossible. impossible. It it makes no sense, okay? And that's why... um, um, you know, I love this article. Jess, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, n- not too long ago, the Holy Father, he made a comment and he said, <clears throat> I welcome schism. What did he mean by that? Okay, I'm going to take a stab at it. Well, let's just say um, we know he's trained in liberation theology. We know he's okay. a Jesuit and the Jesuits have lost their way decades ago. Uh, we know he's very Marxist friendly and we know he's very communist friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, well, could it be that this is uh, that he's part of the Great Reset, part of the Build Back Better, part of the New World Order, and that he's working hand in hand with people that basically want to dismantle Christianity and, and, and give us a, a, a new church, an anti-church. Pope John Paul II warned us in 1976 that what would be emerging real soon was an anti-church Fulton yes. Sheen back in 1970. He also warned yes. us in the early seventies. He warned us that uh, we would be seen in very short time, an anti-church. So you have some theological giants and saints that yes. have warned us that in our lifetime, Paul, that the devil would set up a, a, a counter church. That's actually what Sheen Fulton Sheen called it. A the ape of the church. Yes. And, uh, the I ape think, of the church. I, I think we're starting to see that now. That's um, that's my take. I think we're yeah. trying to see it now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, there's no doubt uh, that all the things that you said are correct, Jess. Uh, uh, you're right. Men like uh, the venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who referred to it as the ape of the church. It's going to have all the outward aesthetics and and uh, of of the church, but yeah. but but it's going to lack you know, uh, the qualities of the true church. And, 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 and that quality would be the, uh, in my opinion, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the church is, um, uh, I would say orthodoxy. <laughs> the, yes. The, the, well, the, well, more than the doctrine of yeah, Christ. More than, well, more than orthodoxy, we, we have been, um, in, you know, the, the Holy spirit in the church, just that is, you know what I mean? That, that keeps the church alive. If something is just an imitation, it's not the real McCoy. And so, so it, it cannot be the, um, um, uh, the mystical body of Christ in, in, in the way that the true church is. But, um, 
I just don't understand uh, when he said he welcomes it. I don't, you know, like, how do you welcome something like that? How do you uh, welcome a, something a, evil? Yeah, how do you welcome a division well, like well, here's that? Well, here's what I think. Sometimes Pope Francis, he uh, he has Freudian slips, yeah. and, you, and you hear his true intentions. Mm -hmm. That was a Freudian slip that wasn't meant to be said in public. But again, mm -hmm. because of human weakness and concupiscence, sometimes people just want to brag. Uh, yeah. His, like Joe Biden. Yeah, I got him fired. I got exactly. him fired. Exactly. <laughs> he had one of those moments and he's talking about his true intentions because ah, he thought he makes sense. He, yeah, that was a Freudian slip. That was his true intention. And it just came out. Yeah. It was not supposed to come out, but it did come out in a moment of weakness because, again, yeah. like Joe Biden, people just want to brag. People in power just want to brag. Yeah. And and folks, you know, uh, again, so what do we do? Well, we have to pray. We have to pray. If sacred scripture tells us, pray for in, those in, who persecute In fact, you. we'll start the uh, next segment with a prayer for Pope Francis, the next segment. Amen. We'll start off with amen. a for Pope Francis. Amen. Yep. Listening to Jesus 911, we're talking about uh, the left is going after Dr. Scott Hahn. <laughs> Talk about an innocent bystander. He just made a comment yeah. here and they're, they're going after him. Uh but we'll start off the next segment with a prayer for Pope Francis. We'll be back. <laughs> now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. I want to start with a, a Hail Mary for him. Pope Francis for his interior conversion. I want to pray it in Latin. Nomeni Patris et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gracia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis pecadoribus, nunc et in mortis nostre. Amen. In nomeni Patris et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Okay, well, we're talking about the way the left is going after Scott Hahn. And, uh, None of this is happening without Pope Francis knowing about it, trust me. Pope Francis has also appointed several people who oppose Catholic teaching as voting members of the first synodal assembly in October, including Father Martin, Father James Martin. The Vatican website for the Synod has openly promoted homosexual relationships and adoption and dissident activists. Cardinal Mueller, who was fired by Pope Francis, He's actually says that Pope Francis Synod is a hostile takeover of the churches of the church in, a, in an explosive interview. Think about that. These are alarming words written by the successor of Cardinal Ratzinger as a prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. Now under Pope Francis, it's called the DDF, a dicastery of the Doctrine of the Faith. But Cardinal Mueller and several other, you know, Bishop Strickland, um, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, Archbishop Maria Vigano. We, we have some people speaking like John the Baptist. But going back to Bishop Strickland's letter, it doesn't say anything about Pope Francis, but Scott Hahn's modest praise for the text was enough for prominent leftist Catholics to pronounce him a schismatic. So, uh, so Ivory, Austin Ivory, the leftist writer, he says this, Scott Hahn joins the U.S. Rad Trad Schism. But the signs were long. But the signs were long since there. So, 
Austin Ivory posted that on, on, on X, formerly known as Twitter. And prior to his role in the Francis Vatican, Austin Ivory was an advisor to since-disgraced uh, British Cardinal Cormac Murphy O'Connor before resigning. Remember, in 2006, Cardinal Murphy O'Connor, after admitting to two sexual relationships with women outside marriage, one of which ended in abortion. Mm. Not, yeah. yeah, these are some of the people running the church right now. Sca- beyond scandalous. Austin Ivory shared an article by by Where Peter Is. It's it's a liberal blog known for attacking virtually all criticism of Pope Francis. And it's run by Mike Lewis, another Catholic leftist. He's the managing editor of the mm-hmm. blog Where Peter Is. So in the article Where Peter Is, managing editor Mike Lewis slammed Scott Hahn accusing the esteemed author of of having aligned himself with the dissident anti-papal wing of the church and embraced a reactionary traditionalist ideology. Uh, With with his endorsement of Strickland's letter, the prospect of a schism in the U.S. Catholic Church, or at least that of an angry populist revolt against the Pope, suddenly seems more realistic. Mike Lewis Mm. wildly speculated. Mm. Paul, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah, just a quick comment, Jess. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, when we hear about the the disgraceful scandal that this cardinal, uh, uh, the British cardinal, was involved in, um, I'm, I'm just reminded again of sacred scripture that tells us, "Be sure your sin will find you out." You know, and I want to remind the faithful. Don't be scandalized by this. Don't let his scandal cause you to be scandalized. Yeah. Because uh, as David said, Lord, whom have I in heaven but thee on, on this earth? Lord, I desire none but thee. Amen. When uh, when, Eli- when Elijah was, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, I believe it was Elijah, but uh, the Lord said that he had... Uh, Reserved seven thousand men who had not yeah, yet Elijah. bowed the knee, knee. Yeah, Elijah, who had not yet bowed the knee to Baal. Uh, we're at war. This isn't something new. Uh, we we all know this is church militant, and so it is in you know just imperative for us to stay the course, Amen. fight the good fight, as Paul encouraged us. Okay, Amen. Jess, I just wanted to I just wanted to plug that in. That's uh, it. Continuing continuing on with the article. Um, in the article where Peter is managing editor, Mike Lewis slammed Han, accusing the esteemed author of having aligned himself with the dissident anti-papal wing of the church and embraced reactionary traditionalist ideology. That's not Scott Han, that's me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> with, this, with his endorsement of Strickland's letter, the prospect of schism in the church uh, in the U.S. Catholic Church, or at least that of an oh, okay, that you had already said all that. Yeah. Yes, okay. Next one. Offering offering a few words of appreciation for the letter is a bold move for a leading Catholic figure to take. The blogger and former climate activist opined, hmm. "Scott Hahn is an intelligent man. He knows what he's doing, and he understands the significance of his timing." He continued. Amen. I pray he does. And I know, you know, uh, so Massimo Fagiolo, 
what's the pronunciation? Fagioli. 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 Okay. A historian and Villanova University professor, popular in liberal Catholic circles, also chimed in. Scott Hahn endorsing Bishop, uh, Bishop Strickland. It's sad, but not surprising for me, at least, he posted on X, sharing Lewis's article. Undercutting his critics, Scott wrote Monday, uh, Scott wrote Monday on Facebook, I'm grateful for the inspiring words of our beloved Pope Francis in a recent message and posted an article about Francis's uh, about Francis advocating for Eucharistic adoration. So so in the end, Jess, you know, and, and look, when when Pope Francis does something good, we should we should encourage him in that. Absolutely. And we should. Uh, and, and, and that's exactly what Scott did, because, you know, he's not anti Pope. No, he is. All he is is he is simply focused on uh, on 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 truth, and um, when somebody is going in a wrong direction, what does the Bible say? If a brother among you be in sin, well, you need to go to the brother, right? And 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 in hopes of restoring him. So you can't. You have to speak up, Jess. You cannot. Uh, Love corrects sacred scripture says. Yes, yes. And so the most unloving thing you can do as a Catholic, especially if you are in authority, like a bishop, is to stay silent, is yeah. to stay silent and not speak the truth in love as sacred yeah. scripture beckons us to do, commands and let, us. To and, do. and let people wallow in their sins. You can't do that. Yes. Yes. You cannot do that. So for, for these people, but, but you see the idea, the, the ideologues on the left, they don't know anything about that, Jess, because right. all they simply say, it's the same thing that we see right now going on in civil society here in, in, in the U.S. The left has power. And what are they doing? They are running roughshod over <laughs> anything conservative, right? They have trumped up, pun intended, charges on, on Donald Trump that, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, that are just ridiculous, you know, um, and why are they doing it? Because they because they can, as like Bill Clinton said, because why do you have, have the reins of power? Yeah, why do they you... are, you know, even, even, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, as they asked Bill Clinton, why do you have sex with Monica Lewinsky? You know what his answer was? Because I can. That's, that. yeah. that's what he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's called arrogance, you see. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, called pe and by the people way, that are drunk with power. They're just drunk with uh, power. Oh, yeah. What did Satan, well, the church of Satan and Anton LaVey, do as thou uh, will, right? That is the whole <laughs> you know of the law. I mean? Do as yeah. thou will. That's the exactly. whole of the law. Now, yeah. So there again, you know, when you when you peel back the layers of the onions of these individuals who are making comments, and you'll see, um, you know, the, the body, we have been given just the mind of Christ. And uh, uh, um, and that's why it's important to know the word of God, because uh, what did David say, Jess? He said, thy word, O Lord, have I hidden in my heart. Why? So that I might not sin against thee. Amen. You know, those yeah. who know the word of God, uh, or, or how about this one, Jess? Um, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Yeah. It shows me, am I standing on a rock am I, or am I in quicksand? and a light unto my path. You turn on the light, it lights the path. It shows us the direction that we need to walk in. Paul, Paul a, lot this, of these, a lot of these hirelings, they know the word of God. They just reject it. They reject it. And that's yeah, they've why been, they've been studying it all their life. They just reject it. Yeah. Well, of course, but 
but but but again, just they're blind guides. Our Lord warned us about these wolves in sheep's clothing. Uh, you read, uh, you were talking about uh, um, earlier about. Uh, yeah, let me yeah let me quote they, the verse. Look, look at this yeah, verse. Yeah. This is so appropriate for today's show. It's in First John chapter two verse eighteen. John the mm -hmm. Apostle writes, "Children, it is the last hour, and as you as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now." Many antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might be plain that they all are not of us. Mm. So we got fake, just like Paul the Apostles say in to the time of the Corinthians. He's calling them fake apostles, fake teachers. John the Apostle saying the same thing. We got people that, that are, apparently they seem to be inside the mystical body of Christ, baptized. They seem to be, uh, you know, sacramental brothers and sisters in Christ, but they're fake. It's, it's, it's not in their heart. They're unconverted. There's no interior conversion. Their intellect is darkened. Uh, their, their heart rejects the gospel, but they act Amen. like if they're part of the church. And, and yeah, John the Apostle, he warned us right here. He just warned us. Mm -hmm. He goes, just because they're, they're in us, it doesn't mean they're of us. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's why at the end of time, our Lord is going to send angels to do the, 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 the harvesting. It's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, the good fish from the bad fish, the, 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 the sheep from the goats. And the angels are going to harvest. And uh, everybody's faith is going to stand before uh, before uh, Jesus Christ who dwells in unapproachable light and everything yes. will be made manifest and the, world will, the yes. world will see, everybody will see at the general judgment where you stood. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jude chapter 1 verse 3, contend for the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. Contend, Amen. contend. That's a word spoken in a court of law is you fight for something. You argue for something. You give legal juridical arguments that are that overwhelm your opponent that's what the word means in greek contend for the faith amen and we as catholic christians we have to contend for the faith paul even within people within our own church because you have people yes. in high places that have lost their supernatural faith and and the and the issue that we're battling here paul in the synod of synodality is this whole uh this whole this whole becoming soft on homosexuality becoming squishy mm. on it that this is mm -hmm. what it all comes down to let me quote to you a few giants in church history and what some of the saints had to say about homosexuality saint catherine of siena doc, one of the 38 doctors of the church god the father spoke to her chapter 124 the book is called the dialogue this is the locution She's a doctor of the church. She had a, a conversation with the first person of the blessed Trinity. And God told her that same sex acts are so appalling that demons 
who incite them won't stick around as they're taking place. Demons have to turn away from the act of sodomy. What do you think about mm. that? What about mm. St. Bonaventure, another doctor of the church, and St. Jerome, another doctor of the church, one of the 38 Christian giants, intellectual giants. Both of them, St. Bonaventure gave this uh, a homily back in the 13th century. St. Jerome gave a homily back in the 4th century, so they didn't even know each other. Both of them mm-hmm. gave homilies, and they said that all the sodomites in the world died when Jesus Christ was born. Wow. What about St. John Chrysostom, 4th century giant, another doctor of the church? He says, the worst of all sins, the worst of all passions is the lust between men. St. John Chrysostom said, the gravity of the unnatural vice, saying the vice of sodomy, surpasses the enormity of all other sins. Mm. Sodomy pollutes the flesh, extinguishes the light of the mind, expels the Holy Spirit from the temple of the human heart, and sodomy gives entrance to the devil. It and I'll say up- one last thing. It offends God. <laughs> what? That was the last thing he was going to say. It opens up hell <laughs> and closes the gates of paradise. And St. John Chrysostom says, and sodomy excludes a man from the the assembled choir of the church. It separates the soul from God to associate it with demons. Yes. Paul, uh, yes. I mean, I can just go on with with these doctors of the church. These doctors of the church, there's only 38 of them. The, these are these are the cream of the crop. These are yeah. these are the saints among the saints, and I'm telling yeah. you, this is the demon that we're dealing with right now at the synod of synodality. Yeah. It's the demon yeah. of homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. And listen, we know through people like Bella Dodd who have uh confessed um her sins, uh uh and and admitted that she strategically tried to recruit homosexuals to infiltrate the church. Those same individuals, and they were many, are now have now risen through a planned attack to positions of leadership within our church, mm-hmm. and they are uh, they are attempting yep. to uh, um, to uh, normalize um, yes. their sin. Okay, and this is why we must reject it on every level. And um, um, yeah, Um, Jess, this stuff is, uh, you know, we have to remember we are church militant. This is a war. And um, right now, yes, it's confusing. The voice, there's a lot of confusing voices out there. There's people out there that will say, oh, don't listen to Jess Romero on that. But I'm not asking to listen to me. Um, My sheep hear my voice. Listen to the voice of of the shepherd, because all you have to do is peruse the Bible, uh, or or like Jess said, listen to the great doctors of the church, people who the church has co-signed for, sealed, and said these people, uh, you know, are you know, uh, you know, are doctors of the church. Listen to them. Um, you you know, there's no denying it. And if you see the direction that the church is heading in, if you see the the feminizing of of the world today. Uh, the two swords, you know what I mean? The the idea, you can't even rent a movie today where the woman is not beating up some man and the man is like, thank you. You know, he's 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 scared. You know what I mean? The the demasculization of men, you know what I mean? And, the, you know, these things are a planned attack and they go along with the mind of Satan himself, Jess. 
This is clear. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Just look at any movie produced in the last couple of years and you'll see female superstars and male, uh, you know, softies. Yes, Jess? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Paul. Uh, yeah. there, there's a huge diabolical component to this. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Father Chad Ripperger, who's the foremost exorcist in the Catholic Church today, he actually tells us how this started. Let me just give, give you a summation of what he says. Father Chad Ripperger says that <clears throat> Satan has a hierarchy. Uh, Satan has five generals underneath him who execute his plans. And uh, sometimes exorcists call these five generals the table because they, they get to divide things up. So the first demon that was unleashed upon America, or re-unleashed because they never died, demons and angels, they can't die, they don't have a body. Uh, the one that came back uh, in, 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 in with, uh, with a vengeance was Baal. Father Ripperger says Baal is a demon of impurity. Uh, he was released back in the 50s and 60s. His principal function is to get culture to succumb through impurity, through fornication. Baal wants to make sure that the conjugal act ordered towards children is lost and sex should be simply recreational, simply for pleasure. Baal laid the groundwork in our country. It was called the free love movement. And scripture talks about, uh, you know, the free love movement in Romans chapter 1, verse 24 to 30. That as a result of that, people exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature for, uh, rather than the creator. Then what else do we have next? Then the new rite of exorcism, uh, they, they removed the prayer from, from, in the new rite of exorcism, there is a prayer that the church prayed for hundreds of years. It's called, Lord, deliver us from the spirit of fornication. That's been removed in the new rite of exorcism. Uh, and so you get what you pray for. If you don't pray against the spirit of fornication, guess what? You're not going to get it. So once the mm. spirit of fornication set in America, the next three demons showed up. Asmodeus, the second demon, is a demon of homosexuality in men. Then there's a demon of Leviathan, which is a demon of homosexuality in men, but of the masculine kind. Then there's a spirit. Then the, there's the fourth spirit, Lilith, which is a demon of female homosexuality. And now that these four demons have gained an ascendancy in, in our culture in America, uh, and, and by the way, every culture is attacked by these demons, historically, this is always the progression. First, you have fornication, then contraception, then homosexuality, then abortion. So the fifth general that we're dealing with right now is Baphomet. He's the demon of child sacrifice, which is modern day abortion. So think about this, Father Ripperger says. They, the liberals... They shot down the fornication laws in the 60s, so they delivered us into the hands of Baal. Then they had Roe versus Wade and delivered us into the hands of Baphomet. Then they legalized homosexual marriage, so now our country is politically in the hold of the top five general demons in hell. That's where we're at right now. And the more, the more sin that people commit, the more empowered the demons become, and it actually gets worse. I wish every single bishop would sit at the feet of Father Chad Ripperger and listen to his lectures on how this happened. And doesn't it say in sacred scripture, Jess, that Satan will be, he'll be given, empowered and given, uh, you know, as we get closer to the end, he'll be loosed. And this is what we see, right? We see the, I mean, 
Come on, yeah. people. Yeah. You've seen the changes in the world ever since. I mean, the rapid changes in the world in the in the last five years. Okay, what do you think the next five years is going to bring? Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. You can listen to the Klaus Schwabs and you know, uh, uh, you know, of the world. Uh, these are guys like James Bond villains, and um, people are just so focused on their daily lives. If they, you know, they don't have the, 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 you know, the, the sight to see these things, just listen, pray, pray, pray. Our blessed mother said, pray, pray, pray. This is what yep. we have to do. These are our weapons of war. This is how we defeat them, but make no mistake about it is as, as bleak as it may sound as disturbing as it may sound, Christ will return and he will vanquish his enemies take that to the bank amen here's the five stones of david that i'm going to give to every single one of you uh, one of us let's pray the rosary every day remember saint dominic yes. received the rosary from our lady in 1214 a.d why to defeat heresy modernism mm. is the greatest heresy catholics let's pray a rosary every day and let's destroy the heresy of modernism once and for all Number two, Amen. go to Mass as often as possible. Receive the Holy Eucharist as often as possible. If you can't Amen. go to Mass, go and visit Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament as often as possible. Number three, read your Bible every day. We Catholics have to become biblically literate. All you have to do is read the daily Mass readings. You could read it from the old, the old rite calendar or the new rite. Read the daily Mass readings. Also, make sure that fasting and penance are part of your spiritual life. Remember, our Lord says in Mark 9, 29, that some demons can only be driven out through, through prayer and fasting. So let's make sure that we're doing praying, fasting, and doing penance. And number five, make sure you live in a state of grace. Go to monthly confession at least once a month so that you maintain uh, your relationship with God pure and clean. Uh, that's what we have to do. Those are the five stones of David against Goliath. And if we do that, then uh, I can tell you this, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll, we'll see you at the class reunion. What is the class reunion? Mm -hmm. The New Jerusalem, the wedding feast of the Lamb. That's the class reunion, and I hope to see everybody there. Yes, and so uh, to summarize what Jess just said, weaponize yourself. Make yourself into a weapon, a spiritual weapon. Yes. A, you know, that is what God is requiring of us right now. And as a weapon, uh, you know, um, we can... Um, we can affect the world for God's goodness. We can bring souls to Christ. We can fight the evil. Uh, thank Amen. you for the privilege of uh, being able to share these things with you guys. Uh, we love you and we're committed to our Lord and our lady and to uh, the cause of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. We are EOW. End of watch. See you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith. Thank <laughs> you.